How you guys doing today? It's Jake from the Fourth Liners Podcast. And yes, it's been a while, but me and Bryce are back. Hey, Bryce, how you doing? Just still recovering from the holidays, you know? Yeah, you know what? That's true. Um, everyone needs to recover from the holidays, uh, obviously. I mean, there, was there that much to talk about in the NHL this this holidays? I guess there is. We, I mean, I feel I feel like it's stacked up now. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely stacked up. For sure. Um, definitely some teams that are at the top of the league that is pretty interesting. Um, that I never Dude, expected Winnipeg. them to. Yeah, Winnipeg. Winnipeg Jets. Jets are unreal, man. Yeah, no, the Jets. Honestly. Um, I never they they flew under the radar for me because I didn't even know they were in a contention to be first in the league. Dude, <laughs> I didn't dude, even know I they mean, jumped all the way. I, I mean, in the off season, I know that I was on here saying how bad they were going to be. Yeah, they had to blow it up. Shifley gone, Hellebuck gone, Ehlers gone. Like, dude, I was I was all about like, yeah, the Jets are done. And then season starts and they sign Hellebuck to a big contract. They sign Shifley to a big contract. And I think we all kind of raised our eyebrows at that. Cause it's like, huh, yeah. I, you know, are they still trying to compete? Like, well, yeah, it's weird. We, everybody thought it's blow up time and then look at the season they've had, man. Yeah. I, I honestly thought it was rebuild time in in Winnipeg or at least retool time. Um, but it, that was the sounds of it, right? That was the rumors that was going around. And then you see Hellebuck get that big deal. And you you said Shifley, and you're like, okay. And then, but you also saw guys like Wheeler not fitting into that core anymore. So maybe it just took a shift in management. It took a shift in, or, or uh, not management, sorry, a shift in um, coaching as well. I mean, Rick Bonus is Blake the coach. Was Blake Wheeler poison? He, you know what? Like, th- there had to be something. Was Pierre Luc Dubois poison? Yeah, he was for sure. <laughs> I don't know about Blake Wheeler, but Dubois definitely. I think Dubois. You know what? Once you get a player that has requested to be traded like maybe twice in his career, I don't know. Young career. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's like to the point like, man, you thought you were top shit coming into this league. Like, and it, he, he's always been like that. I mean, that's his persona. <clears throat> don't get me wrong. He's a talented player. But he never, but there's times where he, he will put, like, he will forfeit his play because of his situation that he doesn't like. And he's shown that, remember, like years ago? Yes. Right? Like, and if he's not happy, he'll express it. And it's a little immature, in my opinion. And you know what? You're, you're playing in the NHL, and you see a lot of guys go through those hard times with the teams. And, and then they stay with them, right? And then the guys that end up leaving, it really doesn't end up working for them. But sometimes it does, like Eichel. But that's a superstar, right? So... I don't know. Uh, with, with, with Dubois, it's like he's, you know, he. it's so evident that when he doesn't care, it really shows on the ice. Like, he is such a floater. Uh, and, 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 you know, you look at, you look at how he's played on LA this year. I mean, it's been, it's been not good with the big contract. And you know what? He's setting himself up for a lot of hard times there because, you know, the LA Kings are a very buzzy team right like they have a lot they have a lot of attention on them and so if, if you're Pierre-Luc Dubois and you're you know making what is it eight and a half is it eight and a half I think so for eight years right right you know if you're on that kind of contract and your production's where it's at eventually you know people are going to start to get mad at you I mean it's not like you're Johnny Goudreau and you go and you sign in a market like Columbus which doesn't have a lot of heat 
Yeah. You know, like who's giving who's giving Johnny Goudreau heat? No one. You right? know what? He's flying under the radar because you don't really notice people in Columbus. I mean, this year, obviously, the, their younger players are up in the highlights. Like, like have you seen Ken Johnson and his Michigans and everything like that? Yeah, um, like Ken Johnson's sick. Like Columbus is in a, in a different situation for sure. But yeah. like Johnny Goudreau is not market. playing like he's not playing um, the same way that he played in Calgary, right? No, like no, he's no. obviously not going to be that player every year, but he signed the money for it. But who's yeah. giving Johnny Goudreau heat? I mean, it's so muted compared to Dubois, who's playing in a heated market like L.A. Yeah. on a good team, right? Yep. That's the other factor, too. Like L.A.'s a good team. Well, considering so, what they gave up for him, too, that, that that was the indication that he was the bigger prize there, right? Like they gave up more pieces than they, you know. Dude, and, and velardi has been sick. He's oh, my sick. God, man. Yeah, I, 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 I've always loved Velarde ever since he was a prospect. I thought he stood out from everyone. He's definitely a guy that um, I think he he's definitely a guy that puts in all the effort in. And I don't think yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like he he's the polar opposite of if I'm L.A., I want him back. If I'm L.A., I want right? him back. Like that's a player you like, want. And, and I, I think and, Winnipeg you know, really values those type of players, too. And he fits that kind of system a lot better. And I don't think. Dubois was a, uh, supposed to be a Winnipeg Jet. I don't, I mean, and I, I think L.A. does suit him well. Like, he definitely seems like he would suit L.A. Or, I mean, man, he was, oh, he's always Dubois expressed that he wanted to go to Montreal. He's big time. Dubois has it in his head that he's big time. Well, do you think that's and, because you know, he was and, drafted third overall randomly? He wasn't supposed to be, remember? I, I mean, when he got drafted, I remember, I remember that I wanted him for the Canucks. He had really good chemistry with Horvat. Well, when, but, when were the Canucks picking, though? Like fifth, and he went third. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the year we got Ewell Levy ugh, or something like I, that. I mean, I guess but, that's even worse. <laughs> or may, no, no, no. Maybe that was maybe it was the year before. Maybe that was the uh, – I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, but Dubois in his head thinks he's big time, and he went to L.A., big-time market, signed a big-time contract, and now his play is anything but big time. Yeah. I, I don't know what to think of him, and, and I don't know I don't know if – it's frustrating because he can be a really good player, right? Like we know he can be. I've seen him be a great player, but oh, yeah. I don't know. It, it's so I guess it's so selfish, you know, yeah. to sign for that kind of money and then just not put in the effort every night. And like I'm not saying you know he's he's playing like he doesn't give a shit in in L.A., but the the numbers are not there. No, he has 16 points paid. in 36 games played, and he's a minus That's seven as well. So how are you a minus seven on that LA, LA team, dude? I mean, it's a pretty a, a good player. team, and I mean Cam, Cam Talbot's also having a little bit of a resurgence too. So it's oh, not like Cam you Talbot's have even sick. a bad goaltending. Like, yeah, like, I don't know what's his problem. I mean, it definitely it's a first season and on a new team, so I'll give him that. But um, maybe still trying. I'm to Winnipeg though. I'm thrilled, man. If I'm a Jets fan, oh yeah, oh my god, that, they, like your team. So far, the Winnipeg well, Jets have won that trade. What's the streak? They're on like a 12, 12 game point streak. Yeah, like um, and and it, I'm not sure if this is a team stat or a Hellebuck stat. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong right now, but it's either Hellebuck has it's like twenty seven straight games, three goals or less, or it's the Jets twenty seven games, three goals or less. I'm, I can't remember, but it's some stupid long streak where where Hellebuck or the Jets have not allowed more than three goals. They're so good. Yeah, like, but. Did you see the Jets being this good from the beginning of the season? No, as I said, I thought it was blow up. I thought it was blow up. Yeah. What the like 
Shifley's been great. You know, Morrissey, Morrissey's a top two defenseman in the league. Like, for sure. Man. Uh, you I, know, I, Dylan DeMello, right? He's having a great year there. Have we ever seen the Winnipeg Jets do this well? No, not not this not this franchise. No. I don't Going think so. Going back to the Thrashers? No shot. I don't think they've so. They've had good seasons. They've had good seasons. And, and and the crazy thing too is they've had they've had seasons before where the roster on paper looks better, but it wasn't yeah. anywhere near as good as this team. You're right. And it, it's it comes down to Hellebuck. It's coming down to Shifley. I mean, Shifley's having a big season. Ehlers is playing well. I mean, I'd love to take a look at their lines really quick. Lines. Winnipeg Jets. Their lines. <clears throat> okay, so we got Ehlers, Shifley, Velarde on the first line. Oh, Sick another line. guy to name that is actually having a great season. Vladislav Namesikov. Um, he's Namesnikov. Been the, he, yeah, that's his name. Yeah, you know, I sound like Don Cherry, but it's okay. But honestly, he is having a really good season. He's been in the league for a while too, and he's been bouncing. He bounced from team to team. I think he's been from Detroit, New York. He's got twenty three points. I'm pretty sure he's stamped. plus eighteen. Yeah, and he started. He started in Tampa, right? He started no. in Tampa. Yep. He started. Yep. Or was it start in Tampa, and then yeah. he went to New York, right? Tampa, New York. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how his. He's been, and then he played. Man, he's played in many places, like. I'm pretty he sure had Colorado. that big season in Tampa when he was playing with Stamkos. Yeah, he was on that top line, and he, he was had supposed a big to be a year. good prospect too. Yeah, yeah, he he was he was a decent guy, and honestly, he's yeah, be, started in Tampa. He's being a service uh, serviceable guy for, and he's playing for, with Perfetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty four points in sixty two games on the seventeen eighteen Lightning. Went to New York, fell off hard. Yeah, fell off really hard. Then he went to Ottawa, who had yep. a decent decent year. Went to Colorado, went to Detroit, went to Dallas, back to Tampa. Now he's on Winnipeg. And he's finding his game again. I mean, he's on pace for his best season, I think. How old is he? Uh, he's been around for a little while now. Let me look. 31? Uh, wow. Okay, so he's a veteran now. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of weird because he's never been, like, a top player, really. Like, you know, how's, really. How's Ayafalo doing? Um, that's a good question. I, I mean, I think that's another success from that trade, too, right? Yeah, he's another one on that second line with Perfetti. Like, and another guy that's also... A, like looking to be a genius move is Nino Niederreiter. And so <clears throat> you just kind of see, like, I honestly don't think this is a very heavy power star power team. I just think this is a very well meshed, very right role players playing with the right players, um, star players playing with role players so they can get more points than the, than the role players, but the role players also, can help also, them out. also, 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 also look at, are you still looking at their lines? Yes, I am. Yeah, who who are they doing all of this without? Kyle Connor. I didn't even realize he's injured. Man, he's been injured for the past like twelve games. I mean, they're doing this without a few people. Like, I mean, Kapari. I don't know how well he's been doing, but um, he's a guy they also got in the trade. I mean, and then Vili Halona. I mean, he's a younger guy. But you're right, Kyle Connor. That's kind of a big name there to be out. How long is he out for? He's on the IR, but. Um, you, you you what you do here man is is connor comes let's i'm not sure when connor is supposed to come back but you put him in that top line with shifley ehlers connor and then velarde drops down then it's perfetti namestnikov velarde and then you can move Aya follow down to fill out i mean oh dude the, the bottom six is good too man like niederreiter lowry mason appleton right like and then they have morgan Barron, who's a young guy right no but he's he's a force man he's a force to be reckoned with that guy, Dude, that guy's I a like, hockey player right there. 
Um, and then they're on on defense. Like, there's no superstars really. Um, the closest thing is Morrissey, but like, it's just good. Demello is actually pretty decent. Actually, I think he's a a guy that's. I mean, obviously, he's not the most skilled defenseman, but he's definitely been a serv- serviceable defenseman for a few teams. He was involved with the Carlson trade back in the day. Um, yeah, he was a really good player on. He played on San Jose. Yeah, but I mean, like. Dylan DeMello, I think, is definitely overlooked, but he's playing on that top pairing with Morsi, so he's on there for a reason. He definitely meshes well. So, like, I, I like the balance that they have on the line. So what I really notice is, like, I mean, I think we've definitely talked about this before, putting, like, maybe not as a skilled guy with, like, a very skilled player, right? It's kind of, like, helps them succeed a little more than one player, but the other player will still succeed, but more of, like, an assist uh, kind of way. So, like, Morrissey can definitely put up the points, but DeMello would definitely be the stay-at-home defenseman, right? So, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that, mm-hmm. and I kind of see that on every line there. Like, you see Brendan Dillon is the probably the stay-at-home defenseman, and Neil Pionk is definitely the offensive one, right, that can go up and get points. And then you, Dylan Sandberg and, and Nate Schmidt can be an offensive defenseman if you wanted him to be. He's more of a two-way, be. right? And then, But Dylan Sandberg's more of a, a stay-at-home. So that I, I I really noticed that out of their defensive core that that balance there really works for teams and I, I honestly like that the Leafs do that sometimes as well um, but I think that in that case is like sometimes they don't really have the other guys to put they don't really have that star power on the defense core so um, that's what they kind of have to do when they don't have that star and another power. another really I think unsung part of that team too is the third line they're they're plus so Nita Riders a plus fourteen. Yeah, uh, Appleton's a plus nine and Lowry's a plus ten. They're captain. Um, yeah. I mean, and they all they all have twenty points except Lowry, who's at eighteen. Yeah. So you know their third line is also producing at a very good rate, and I think that's what's contributing to their success. They're helping out those top forwards who you know may have off nights, and then at the end of the day, you have the best goalie in the league, Connor Hellebuck, back there. So. Yeah. I I think this Winnipeg Jets team is a legitimate legitimate favorite to win the Stanley Cup. You know, I I know in the summer we said blow up, but like obviously it's so hard to predict the NHL. You know what? They could still make a trade too at the deadline. I think they could as well, dude. And they they also have uh, Rooker McGrody, right? Oh (laughs) yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they probably have a good prospect core too. They and Chaz Lucius, I'm pretty sure, is in this organization. Yeah, well, Morgan Barron, right? Like, how old is Morgan Barron? Uh, like he's 23 young, 20 young. around 21 23 i'm not sure around there oh he's 25 he's actually older than i thought he was yeah, it's still pretty young he could yeah, have yeah big... he's not yeah he's on the fourth line in the nhl i mean that uh, he's getting Rasmus up there kapari kapari's only 23 yeah no this team's legit this team's set up for the future they've locked up uh shifley they've locked up hellebuck you know it it's uh they made the right I, I legitimate they go they can win the cup man this team could absolutely win the cup I with mean, a, they could make another small move and solidify their maybe they're maybe get another defenseman i'd mm-hmm. say well when Kyle Connor comes back it will definitely change like make them even better like it's kind of scary how good they will be kind of sucks yeah. that that's the canadian Spe- team that's you know on top right now but your canucks are, are right behind so I just wanted to say too, we got to talk about uh, the whole Ryan Hartman thing with Cole. Perfetti. Yeah, I wanted, I was gonna, I was thinking that too when we were talking about Winnipeg. Uh, but you can, yeah, you can explain dude, so, that if you want. Yeah, so I, I haven't um, seen any footage. I don't think they I actually the released footage. the audio. Yeah, so I guess, I guess Perfetti was mic'd up uh, for the yeah. game, and uh, Hartman at was it at a faceoff? 
yeah. basically told yeah. him like, yeah. "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna high stick you because uh, you know." Um, and by the way, I'm absolutely loving the rivalry between Minnesota and Winnipeg. I think that's an awesome rivalry. It's kind of like um, Winnipeg's like. You think Winnipeg's like the Minnesota of Canada or whatever? You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? I would say well, Minnesota and Winnipeg are graphically the closest to each other. I think, right? Oh, are they? Okay. So geographically, so, but well, everybody knows Minnesota is just basically American Canada. So yeah, but yeah, that's a great rivalry. Same division, you know, two. <coughs> Good teams. I mean, Minnesota's obviously struggling this year, but I think at the end of the day, they are a good team. Um, but yeah, it's a great rivalry. But yeah, so anyways, Hartman, uh, so he he high-sticked Perfetti in in response, I believe, to Kaprizov getting injured in a game against the Jets. Who who injured Kaprizov? Uh, could have been Dylan. I think it was Brendan Dylan. Oh, so it's... No, someone... Ba- so what happened was someone back-checked him, like body-checked him from behind. But they're like, okay, I got to look it up to describe it because broken ribs. Yeah, he broke ribs. So what happened? Okay, let me. Exp- oh, sorry. My okay, okay. Cross checked, cross checked in the back multiple times by Winnipeg's Brandon Dillon. My headset just fell out. One sec. <laughs> All good, man. But 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 cross checked in the back multiple times by Brandon Dillon. Yeah. So what what happened was, I think what happened, uh, someone was going for the hit. Uh, I think Brendan Dillon was going for the hit, or or and or Kaprizov was going for a hit, and someone back checked like like they they checked them with their back physically, right? And when, and so it was like a reverse hit, and so I guess Dillon got mad, and he cr- kept cross checking him on his ribs, and um I guess he broke his ribs, and then Hartman's like, well I gotta do something, and then he just. Nick's Perfetti in the face at the face-off. He's like, sorry, man. That was a, uh, or not a, I don't even, I don't know if it was at the face-off he did the thing, but. Did you hear the audio? No, but Perfetti was, Perfetti, I, I, it was in an interview, he explained it actually. And he's like, he explained the whole thing, what happened. He's like, yeah, sorry, man. It That's was just, wild. it was just payback for um, what happened to Kaprasov. And then Perfetti's like, I don't think it was anything personal, but <laughs> he kind of just told me that politely. And he's like, ah, sorry about that. I just had to do something. But, you know, in that case, that, that, that pissed me off because, man, why the, f- why would you slash him in the face or just give a hit? I mean, yeah, it's a rookie. So why would you try to hurt a rookie? But it's different if you're playing hockey and actually trying to play body contact. You know what I mean? It's a lot different. Yeah. And it, that's hockey. All right, go fight another player. You know what I mean? Don't slash someone in the I face. Agree. I don't get that. I don't. I, I, I agree and I get you. it. Maybe that's old time hockey style, but yeah, we're in 2024. It's a different game, and I don't think that's what the game that everyone has agreed to play. You know what I mean? I I, I love the chippy stuff. I, do too. I love stuff that's on the edge. But but I Fight, I man. think I Fight. think a high I think an intentional high stick crosses the line. Yeah. I think. I think you know. How okay, like normal? say Hartman wanted to get say Hartman wanted to get revenge for Kaprizov, and he wanted to do something to Perfetti. Okay, that's you know within. It's I think it's within the code, right? Yeah. You know, you heard our star. We go for one of yours. Yeah. Is it is it? Do I think it's like the best option? No. Do I think it's a little cowardly? Yeah. But you know, it's within the code, right? Yeah. So, but what Hartman should be doing is not high sticking Perfetti. That's dangerous. Like, are you trying to take out somebody's eye? Like, if you want to line Perfetti up when he has the puck and blast him, no, yeah. yeah. 
like you know as long as it's not like some egregious boarding or charging yeah. you know if you want if you want to go after perfetti in a scrum you know and and just get under his skin and and you know maybe i don't know like it, i doubt it would be much of a fight but like you know if you want to get him that way get him but like to you to weaponize your stick to weaponize your stick i think is totally irresponsible yeah no for sure and like like the older what ifs comes when you hit him in the eye right like it could you know what i mean like it it causes more injury so many bad things could happen man you could get him in the eye you could literally take out his eye get your fists and hit him in the face you know what i mean like it's not dude if i would have i would have more respect for hartman if if he just dropped the gloves off the draw and just and just Just jerseyed perfetti and 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 just jerseyed perfetti Yeah, that that but, would but, be pretty but, awesome. But you that's know what I mean? but but like that, exactly, and dude, that would that would create such an absolutely insane environment, I'd dude. To see, yeah, dude, could you imagine Winnipeg's reaction watching Hartman just jersey Perfetti? It would it would and like it would create a big rival that would be amazing to watch. It, that would be so in playoffs, insane, in and like I'm too? I'm all for that, dude. Like, but but to. To create, and I mean, like you know, getting jerseyed and getting punched sucks, right? But like, it does not carry the same risks as losing an eye to a high stick. So, do it like that. Like, I'm I, that would have been so much better. It would have been so much more fun. I mean, because you know, there's gonna be there's a lot of fans out there who get really butthurt about this type of stuff. It's like, oh, they shouldn't be in the game. It's like, no, bro. That's some of the most entertaining stuff in hockey: the retribution, the revenge, the little games, the antics, the code. If Hartman had just jerseyed Perfetti and just gave him a few, that would have been the most insane game of the year. Yeah. Insane. It would have been line brawls, man. That would have been so much better than high sticking him. And it seems like Perfetti honestly respects like whatever the NA, like whatever the, the vets say kind of, right? Like he's like, Oh, he kind of just said it nicely. I don't think he said man. Yeah, bad. Perfetti's feelings weren't hurt. I no, mean, he I didn't think care. Perfetti was no. He didn't really care. And, and 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 I I was thinking this is just another example of how <clears throat> fighting does resolve a lot of violence in the game. Then guys don't have to slash each other in the face, right? Like that's the thing. Like fighting will resolve that, and if you could, and the refs can control it a lot better than slashing someone in the face, right? It it's just a makes much sense. better alternative. It makes sense. It just it makes is, sense. It is a much better alternative. Like if you want to go after somebody because one of your star players got hurt in a dirty play, I mean that, that I mean to cross check somebody and break their ribs, that's that's dirty. So I think I think it's it was well within Hartman's right to Jersey Perfetti and beat him up, but he chose to high stick him, which is just wild to me. Speaking yeah. of chippiness and edginess, uh, did you see what Kevin Bieksa said on I think it was Hockey Night in Canada against uh, about Nick Cousins? Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, he called him out. Yeah. Call him a rat. Yeah. Hey, you know, Bieska is not afraid to do that. He's not afraid to call people out because I'm pretty sure um, he called out uh, Keith as well because Keith was reaming out David Camp. And he's like, you, you're reaming out the wrong guy because he was talking about Samsonov. Um, and because Camp, it wasn't Camp's fault. It's just Samsonov was just not playing well. But yeah, continue what you were saying. Oh, well, just, you know, Nick Cousins, um, you know, still talking about players who play with a little bit of edge, a little yeah. bit of grit and dirt. Like, I, you know, I, I like that in the game. You know, as long as people are not getting hurt, um, you know, I, I like players who are agitators. I obviously don't like it when my favorite team plays against them, but like it makes it, it gives hockey, you know, that entertainment value. Right. Yeah. So Nick Cousins plays with that edge. You know, he 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 will, you know, do some some 
shady things, some borderline dirty things, some dirty things for sure. But I guess what happened was, is I mean, I saw the plays. Is he, I can't remember who he lined up, but he put somebody on the Coyotes into the boards at a pretty awkward angle, head level type stuff. Yeah. And you can debate it all you want. And then I guess Zucker came over and just absolutely cranked him. And Zucker got suspended for it three games. But um, what what and we're Cousins talking didn't? about here? No, I don't think I don't think Cousins got suspended. I I could double check that. But I don't think he did either. The, the, the point of the story here is is Cousins, um, you know, is known for this type of stuff. And the problem is with Cousins is whenever somebody tries to confront him about it, the guy just turtles. Yeah. And if you want to if you want to play a, an edgy game like that, you cannot turtle because then you go from you go from being an agitator to a rat. And and that's what BX has said. Like that's a rat referring to Nick Cousins. Yeah. And I I agree with him, man. And like I'm not that doesn't that's not me saying I think Nick Cousins is a bad player or a bad person, but like that's an incredibly annoying player to play against. No, yeah. And 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 if you're not going to answer the bell for your dirty work, then then yeah, I mean you're a rat. I mean like that's what we've been calling Brad Marchand for a long time. Matt Cook, one of the most infamous players of all time, mm-hmm. was a rat. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to you don't want to be that. At least Brad Marchand backs up his ratness with with the score sheet. Yeah. You know, Matt Cook and Nick Cousins do not do that, right? So you have to be able to to stand up for yourself and and not just turtle and wait for your teammates to come wrestle the guys off off of you. Like it's ratty behavior. No, yeah, and like obviously, like I think it's important to know, like those, like those, those guys, like Marshan, like off the ice, they're a totally different person, right? Obviously, they're probably nice guys off the ice and and stuff like that. Oh, Marshan seems like a ton of fun. Seems like a fun guy. <laughs> oh yeah, but on the ice, he seems like a pain in the ass to fucking deal with. Like I would hate to play against Marshan. That's what makes those players so valuable. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. But still, you know, you you don't want you don't want to be a rat. No, no, don't be a rat. And like, if you are going to rat score goals, I mean, Brad Marchand, right? Kachuk. But like Nick Cousins, I mean, I wouldn't even call Kachuk a rat. I mean, Kachuk, <laughs> Kachuk doesn't shy away from it. Man, he beat Toronto, man. He's a rat. He's a freaking oh, rat. I, I know you don't like him, but. No, I don't. Like, I like, you know, I like, the, like the, the Chuck. I like the Chuck. He's you, not bad. You have agitators. You have shit disturbers. Guys who really stir the pot. Matt Kachuk is one of them. Brady Kachuk is one of them. You know, you have you have guys like that, right? But. But the thing is with with, you know, players like Nick Cousins and, and going back to Matt Cook is you have players who don't really show up on the score sheet. And when they they, they, they do dangerous things and when you do dangerous things like slew foots, like hits from behind, like, you know, stuff like that. And then you don't answer for it. I mean, that just I think just gives you a bad rap on the ice. And like, I think it's totally justified, man. Like that's that's ratty behavior. But I mean, if you're a Panthers fan, you probably love it, right? You love that shit. You want that player. Oh, so. for sure. It's exciting. It's exciting to see the the rowdiness of the of the game and stuff like that, and some fights and everything. So it makes hockey so good, yeah, man. The, the 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 interpersonal <laughs> drama between players, the the rivalry, the the chippiness. I mean, it's that's what emotion. makes hockey so good. The emotion so that good. comes with everything, right? Because that that most I mean, of the most of the time, everything that happens on that ice. Is it's just pure emotion, what they act on, right? Like that's what you think of. They act on pure emotion every time. Like there's always a scrum after the whistle, right? There's basically always a scrum after an NHL whistle. I swear to God. There's well, definitely, always. definitely in some games, right? The playoffs, yeah. stuff like that. I mean, that's the most emotional. 
Exactly. I mean, that's where I think hockey, uh, that's where hockey is, is at its best is when, you know, the emotions are high mm-hmm. and people are boiling over. I mean, that is when hockey is at its best. And then, then that's when you see the best athletes come out because they're at the highest pressure there, right? The emotion, how they can handle that emotion when it does arise too, right? Like think about it, like guys like, I mean, like not saying, I mean, the like guys that would, that would get suspended, you know what I mean? Like and during the playoffs and it would really hurt their team and their t- chances to win, right? Or if there was a guy that, you know, would honestly just kind of, beat them in another way in a smarter way right so it's about being able to control yourself <coughs> yeah well for sure i mean a guy, like a like a guy who has struggled with that would be like nazim kadri uh, honestly that's who i was thinking but i didn't want to say that because he kind of fixed it right he kind of corrected it um obviously well, he's got to be he's got to be in the playoffs too uh, yeah and i don't know if that's happening on kadri no 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 sir <laughs> it's not happy there right Dude. now no, let's talk about, uh, if you want, let's talk about the PWHL. I was going to say that so too, you- and then after the PWHL, I also want to talk a little bit about the World Juniors, because very interesting one. Um, yeah, so so you were a huge advocate for the PWHL prior to uh, the, the season starting and stuff like that. I um, was skeptical, and I still am skeptical. I'm not saying that I don't want the league to succeed, but... I'd love to hear your thoughts on the first. Did you watch any of the games? Yeah. So actually, you know what? Like, and, and not, no, I'm not saying like I'm a huge like fan of the league, but I just, I, I think it's cool when people try to fight for something they really believe in. And yeah, <clears throat> it doesn't matter who they are, a guy or a new, a, even if it's a new league in him, it's all men. I don't care. Like, I think that's sick. Like you're trying to pursue something as long as it's something for good. Like, why not? Right. Who cares? It's, and then, some of the games were streamed for free on YouTube, like free hockey, best hockey players in the world, just the opposite sex, right? Like, who cares? So I started watching it. I'm like, this is pretty good hockey, man. And, and there's some different rules that they made it that what I think makes it very interesting. So have you hitting, heard have you heard about hitting. the new rules? Yeah, so I know I know if you score a shorthanded goal, the other team's power plans. Yeah. That's all I know. I kind of like that. Not for the NHL's Saying not for the NHL, but I think it's a cool concept. I don't think the NHL should adapt that, but I think it's a cool concept. I don't. I don't mind it at all. I don't. Uh, I think that's a yeah, a cool concept. Like it kind of does I, I like make how sense the though, in, in, in a way, right? Kind of makes sense in a way. Yeah. Like if oh yeah, you get rewarded, right? Yeah, if you score, your your person, your guy should be all right. Get out of the box, right? We 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 avoided the the, the torture, right? Kind of like it just makes sense, like in a logical way, right? And then there's another, oh, there's another rule, but I forget what it is. I don't know if it's like a, uh, yeah. Oh, it's three points, I think, for a win. I'm pretty sure it's three points for a win. But so three for a win, two for an overtime win, and one for an overtime loss kind of thing? I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what I, I read. I, I mean, Or zero for an overtime loss. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, I could be I could be just hearing things, but I, I'm pretty sure that's another rule or something very similar to that. And I, I think it's cool that they're trying to do different rules, and this shows that they're trying different ways to, to market this this league. And they have really tried to market this league. And, and they have big partnerships now. They have big partnerships with TSN, like all those big broadcasting companies. And that's a big step, too, for them. I mean, yeah, the jerseys, I was really, I mean, like, I thought, like, they were pretty bad. 
like the and and well jerseys and no names right like that that that's a problem uh, I, which i'm sure will get addressed next year but. yeah and, and they were saying like oh think back to like you know in the olden days in the nhl like they didn't have it was the same thing but man it's a different era now it's totally different it's not that time anymore and then you got to think about like they, they i think what the problem was it was so rushed they didn't have time but it, it would have been a little better if they had like cool jerseys that people could buy and everything like that but maybe this is just a way to make us more excited for when jerseys do come out too well they definitely are missing money because i, I <laughs> mm-hmm. see this is what here's my skepticism yeah i i definitely think the league right now is is you know in a great spot and it's very popular and yeah. people love it um I don't like let me just preface this with like I want like you said I want hockey to be successful whether it's a new men's league or a new women's mm-hmm. league um you know whether that be the, the the fed the federal prospects league in the United States which is now back right that's yeah. where like the Dansbury trashers were and stuff like oh, that yeah, yeah. that league that league now is on the comeback oh, and yeah. you know it that goes all the way to, to women's hockey right the PWHL mm-hmm. um that still doesn't change my my you know analysis of it. Where I obviously am concerned for it, you know, going forward. I think right now the league is the most popular it's ever. This is a this is going to be a tough statement. I think right now the league is the most popular it's ever going to be. So not having jerseys, you know, hurts because I think I feel like right now is when they'd be flying off the shelves. You know, next mm-hmm. season, the when the novelty wears off. I mean, like you know, you might not sell as many. I don't know, like this. You know, I'm I'm wrong about a lot of things, okay? Like, no, that's, and I get I'm what you're saying. To... I get what you're saying because I think we've all had the same thought. And, and and that's the thing. It's just a thought, right? It's not like it's... I haven't watched any games. I've seen highlights, man. The game oh, looks good. Yeah. Like, I, and I like how it it's physical. They're hitting. Like, I, I like that. I definitely think that's yeah. something that women's hockey was missing was that So are they allowed right? to hit or are they just letting it happen? Yes. I, I don't know. I, I don't think they want like big open ice hits, but, but like physics, along the boards on the puck. Yeah. I along like the boards on the puck, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. That's and hockey. I like that too. And they're, they're getting chippy after the whistles and everything like that. Like I like that. Yes. Um, and I think they like it too. I think they've always man, wanted like, that. I, I just, <clears throat> I can't, I can't help but draw comparisons to the WNBA. And the WNBA, when it came out, was, you know, very hyped, very popular. You know, everybody was talking about how huge the WNBA is going to be. And now you look at the WNBA and I'm sorry, but nobody gives a shit. And it's completely subsidized by the NBA without the NBA subsidizing it. And when I say subsidizing, I mean, literally funding it. It wouldn't make it. It it wouldn't make money. It doesn't make money, even with the NBA subsidizing it. So. You know, I look at that and basketball is the most popular sport right now, I would say, in culture. Like basketball is massive in culture and women's basketball still cannot succeed within this craze for it, with craze for basketball. Yeah. And you could chalk that up to a bunch of things, man. Like you could say, well, with the rim height and stuff like that and women being shorter in the league, like, you know, maybe maybe that hurts them compared to hockey where, you know, there's no kind of like thing like that. But I just I, I, I do not want the PWHL to become a league that is propped up by the NHL and it's only it's only existing because the NHL is funding it. And <clears throat> there's solutions to that, right? You can you have to market to women. And I've said it a thousand times. 
You have to get women and little girls in the stands because at the end of the day, when men have the choice, they're going to pick the NHL every time. And now obviously that's that's not every man, but the vast majority of hockey fans who are men will pick the NHL every time. The novelty of the PWHL will wear off. And when that novelty wears off and you lose people who are mainly NHL fans who just wanted to check check it out, you have to have that fan base there still. And that fan base has to be women. It has to be little girls. So that is where it dies or succeeds. You, they have to keep women in the seats. And and that's my take on it. And honestly, I want it to be successful, man. Like, like don't get me wrong here. Like, I think hockey is a growing sport and I want hockey to succeed. But I can't help but have it in the back of my head, man, with the WNBA and that kind of path that it could go. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, and I, I honestly, I, I think the way you're dissecting it is good because <clears throat> you're just dissecting it kind of, of like facts wise, right? Of what has happened so far and what, <clears throat> what kind of world we do kind of do live in. You know what I mean? Like we do live in a world where <clears throat> fortunately the men's sport is going to be the more prefer- preferred sport to watch. I, I mean, if, at least right now. And I, I don't, it, <clears throat> and it's not even just like, I want it to be that way that it is that way, right? That's what we're stating. It is that way. And we're just stating the facts because <clears throat> it's not getting the funding that it needs. And if a league's not getting a funding that it needs, it's going to fold every time. And even leagues like WHA say like compare the to them, right? They tried hard and hard and hard to pursue players from the NHL <clears throat> and they didn't, they got some players, but people ended up going back to the NHL and they ended up just folding, right? And and that method of like what they were trying to do just didn't work, right? And so, I mean, maybe they're going to find a way that does work. And I think a lot of people are, are excited about this league. I think the draft was a good idea because the draft actually was a lot of exposure. And it does suck that there's no jerseys, but it kind of makes me excited to see what they do come up with when there is going to be jerseys. I'm sure, dude, I, and I'm sure, I'm sure that the jerseys will be sick. Yeah, because they're gonna be they're gonna, they're gonna be time. very unique and different. They're gonna have time. They're gonna be unique and different, right? You can, you don't have to follow the NHL template with the jerseys, yes. right? The NHL has a very, you know, there, there's very much so. A lot of teams copy kind of like NHL template. templates, even OHL teams. Um, every every junior team copies NHL templates even the and, down and, to and the, the logos have to look a certain way yeah, right and, yeah. and there's like a status quo with the logos and like you know mm. you have classic logos and you have you know and, but you look at teams like Seattle and stuff like that and Vegas you know they kind of had a little bit more of a different spin on on logo creation and stuff like that yeah the dub the, the the PWHL can absolutely take the logos and make them way more vibrant way more colorful and oh, way yeah. more creative because because there's no mold to fit in no right they can mold so, it themselves, right? And, and that, I mean, you saw the New York the, the 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 pads on the on the New York goalie were sick. Yeah, those, those were sick. Yeah, like I saw those and I'm like, oh, bro, that's sick. But do I think those pads would ever work in the NHL? No, no, yeah. like absolutely not. They they're just not. It, it doesn't fit. But this is this is an opportunity to try that that stuff. It, I mean, it's it probably is a lot of it is experimental, because it's something that you know in the past is very like they, they keep trying to find that formula that will work. And I, I mean, I so far it actually is doing good. Like you said, at first there, there, 
with any league, there's going to be that hype at the beginning. Like WHA was probably so exciting at the time and sounded very intriguing, right? I mean, Gordy Howe was in the freaking WHA, right? Um, but at the same time, I just think that it, like it, you're right. It's doing well right now. And it might, like I could be wrong. Like I could be wrong, but from what we've known in the past, it, it, we know patterns, and and we're gonna like what we're gonna stick with is the patterns that we're, we're familiar with. But who knows? It could surprise us. It could, it could do very well. Um, I mean, it seems to be marketing actually pretty well. I think the marketing has been doing very well for this this league because it's getting it's getting exposure. It's at their. I'm pretty sure there was like a, about a 2.9 million watching one of the games or something, which is right. pretty good. I mean, it's free, right? So it's not like it's it's um, a paid service. I think I don't know if you. I guess you could watch it on on um, your your cable, but I'm pretty sure you can find it on YouTube. Or I don't know if they just did that for the one night, but still, they they do have people that do want to watch. They just aren't giving that extra step to pay money for a subscription like they are for the NHL. You know what I'm saying? It's just the world we're yeah, in. No, it's the world we're in. You, yeah. And, and one way that, that this league could really succeed where the NHL has failed is it's just being able to watch games. Yes. Right? And, and look at here's, me. I don't, I, I mean, I've never really watched the, I watched the women's, the women in, in, in the Olympics, right? And like, and I think that's really good hockey. I, I watched that every Olympics. Exactly, it's fantastic. And, but then, and then, I don't, I that's never really watched PWHL, but it, because it was free on YouTube, I'm like, oh shit, okay, I'm gonna watch this. This is some good hockey for free. And I was, I was intrigued, and I wanted to see, and like, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Okay, we're willing to give you watch this good hockey. Like, let's show people. Let's just push it out. Let's just show people, and I think that's what they're trying to do. I think that's what they're trying here's to do. How it's, here's how it's going to go, and I can tell you this is how it's going to go for a fact because this is how everything goes. It's how it's how video games go. It's how TV shows go. This is how everything goes. When something is first released, you have absolute peak. Peak yeah. player count, peak viewers, peak, yeah. peak whatever, right? Any it's, business. It's peaking. So, Any business. So, so right now, right, right now, this is peaking okay so this is the craziness that that you know the league is living off of right now Mm -hmm. it's so hype everybody's talking about it right Mm -hmm. but this peak i want you envision a graph here a line graph this it's going to i bet within two weeks it's going to start to drop the numbers will not be as high it will be a slow descent right well has that happened with the nhl has that happened well, let, let me, period. let me, let, let me, let me, let me finish, let me okay. get through the graph. Ready? So it's going to slowly descend. Okay. Yeah. But the important thing is, is where will it plateau? Mm-hmm. Where will it even out? Right? Yep. So you want, so we're at peak viewers. It's going to slowly descend. And then where are we going to level out where we have the steady main viewers who watch a lot of games, who watch, you know, like support the league, right? Yep. And then once they figure out where that plateau is, hopefully it stayed is still high enough as to where the league can make enough money to market. And then once it's plateaued, then you can expect a very slow and gradual increase. That's what's happening with the NHL right now, right? So the NHL, 
I mean, it's a little different because the NHL, there were no other established leagues for hockey at the time. I and mean, the NHL was founded like 19, what, like 15. So, yeah. so the NHL has always been a slow increase, right? And, you know, little ups and downs, right? But yeah. overall, the NHL is increasing in popularity. So with, with the PWHL, thanks to how hockey's already an established sport, it started off very high. It's going to now drop. Mm-hmm. Where does it drop? We don't know. And then once they drop off, then they can figure out how to market. And the way, like yeah. I said before, the way they market is they need to get little girls in the seats who grow up watching the PWHL, support the PWHL their whole lives, and some of them even play in the PWHL. That you know they get their the feeder system, right? You know they get more and more players, and that's when eventually you can expand. Once you've grown enough, you can expand well, into you know new teams. Well, something on top of that, and something I've noticed, like a trend. I noticed a lot of people, like, I guess they played college hockey maybe a few years ago, and they're women, like, D1 hockey and university and the colleges in in the States. And they're saying, if we knew there was this league that was going to happen, we would actually try a lot harder and try to make it. But at the time, at the time, we, at the time, yeah, exactly. At the time, like, there wasn't that league. They didn't believe in that either. They didn't believe in the same thing, that that league could stay. And that could be your profession, and like it wouldn't be sustainable oh. for them, right? But dude, I was thinking about that. Yeah. How many, how many women, how many women, you know, are pissed off? They're like gave up, shit. gave up, gave up on playing hockey because the PWHL wasn't even a concept yet. Yeah. How many women had just you know retired, maybe retired early, right? Like mm-hmm. 28, 29 from you know international stuff and blah blah blah. Only to now, a couple years later, the PWHL is here, and now they've they've you know just barely missed that boat. Like I'd be really upset. Actually, if I was one of those women. To, so actually, I I know someone that we can maybe kind of interview. I can maybe uh, try and contact them. Um, I'll let you know off the record there, but uh, it's someone that I know, and they play D D one hockey in the states. So I can definitely ask them if they want to come on. We can definitely ask them some questions about it. I think it'd be cool to have a perspective. Um, they're obviously a woman, um, but to, to see what they think um, about the whole situation and how the the PWHL is going and where they think it's going to go. And That'd be cool. I think, I think it's, it would be cool to have, because we obviously we're men, right? We're going to have a, a biased opinion to the NHL. I think that's just how men are sometimes. And I think there's, we do it almost subconsciously. It's nothing to be any. And I, I'm not. I'm not saying men. We're not saying that men can't watch the no, PWHL. No, no, I watched but, it myself. Right. Like exactly. I liked watching but, it too. But as as I've said, you know, the the main viewer base for the PWHL has to be women. Women yeah. have to support it. It's just it's how everything so, that's is. That's all I'm saying. Because you think about it, it's all marketing. It's a business. Everything is a business. Everything's trying to sell. Yes, I get it. it it's a place for women to play. But the NHL is a place for men to play. But it's also a business where they are going to try to sell. The NBA is also a business, right? It's all about it's spelled. Every, the world's about money, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, no, no, no professional sports league is a charity. Yeah, you know, exactly. It, it's about it's it, the WNBA is not not a charitable organization. Yeah. You know, well, it kind of is, but it's not it's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to no, be yeah. some charity where where women can go play professional basketball and earn money. Right. Yeah. It, it, the, oh, there are people who own those teams no, who yeah. pay their salaries. Right. Yeah. Who are relying on TV deals and butts in the seats to to for them to make their money back and that's and that's not happening in the WNBA besides the free money that's being given to them by the NBA and that's and that is my worst nightmare I do not want the PWHL to become that I want it to be successful and to be able to thrive on its own 
Yeah. But as soon as it becomes as soon as it becomes a subsidized league by the NHL, failure. The whole thing yeah. is a failure. And I'm sorry. I don't think they want to do that. I mean, but I did. And no, they but, don't. But you saw Patrice Bergeron go to the Boston uh, game. I mean, like I, I think he was yeah, just he was going in the for a puck room, drop, right? but. At the same time, that I mean, you're messing. Me, me, uh, I, I I think you're gonna see that though, right? You're gonna see the NHL really trying to support it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we're like I said, we're in the hype stage, right? So you're yeah. gonna have all the big names there, all the big corporate cor- corporations yeah, there. Yeah. You know, seeing if you know, putting their name on things so they can you know appear to be supportive of this, right? But as soon as the money dries up, that dries up, right? As soon as and, and so that's what the PWHL has to work on. They have to make sure that that they can maintain. A solid viewer base that can that can continue to fund the league, to attract corporations and sponsors, and eventually to expand. And it's all going to come down to the to the fan base, man. How loyal is the fan base? I mean, and that's what that's what that's what bugs me with the WNBA, bro. You have all these people who are like, you know, oh, they need to be paid the same as the men and stuff like that. It's like, bro, like literally, they're not supported by you, like. Where's your season tickets? Like, show me your season tickets. Name name the WNBA team in your city. That's the like, thing. A lot of people saying that don't even, like, watch the games or anything like that. Exactly, you know? man. There's a lot of people out there who are just, like, all, they need to be paid the same. They need to be successful. And it's like, well, go to the games then, bro. Get season tickets. That'll help. Them. I just don't think people realize right. how how much more goes into things than, you know, what is, like, shown Dude, to you. Everybody th- Everybody thinks everything is so black and white. It's not. People, it's so outside people the box. Like it's, cannot understand how intertwined and complex things are, especially business. Yes. Like business, like they say, don't start a business. Business owners go like, yeah, I love my business, but my first advice would be, don't ever do one. Don't start a business. <laughs> yeah, because it's torture. It. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's bad. Oh. So, anyways, uh, you want to talk about the juniors real quick? Yeah, Just, yeah, uh, the world juniors. I mean. Obviously, Canada didn't even get a medal. Um, I, I knew that was gonna happen going in. It wasn't as we strong. didn't have it, bro. No, like and like Bedard, Bedard could have played, wasn't there. I mean, you could have had you could have had Fantilli. Shane Wright, wasn't there, right? Fantilli, Fantilli. I mean, it's it comes down to the NHL teams not wanting to let go of their players. Um, who did get hurt again? Um, there was a guy that got hurt. But um, I'm pretty sure Jagger, Furcus, or whatever replaced them. I mean, like there is the risk of you your players getting hurt. I mean, but it does suck not seeing them win another. I mean, it would be cool to see Bedard win another World Junior. You know what I mean? And you see Fantilli there too. But like, I, I get it. At the same time, you don't want your star play like they're at some like at those at that those teams. Those are their star players at this at this point right now. So they don't want them anything happening to them any career altering injuries but so i wasn't so disappointed I mean, when Canada sweden, lost. sweden was also missing sweden was also missing leo carlson right yep. he's playing for anaheim yep i mean they still was the usa it, so missing the anybody medal, big man. was the usa missing anybody big i don't i don't know not really <clears throat> because oh i think a lot of their guys they take from the u.s national development program um i was doing a deep dive on their whole feeder system the other day just reading about the different i don't know do you, do you watch any like hockey youtubers at all uh what do you mean by that like do you are there any like do you, do you watch like true crew or anything like that on true on youtube crew. i probably do i watch i recommend i recommend true crew he's like he plays in um uh the the tier three 
uh, junior hockey in the United States. He plays for Dansbury. The Dansbury hit junior hat tricks. Oh, really? Um, and I, it's like a whole, like, like it's it's within, it's like two tiers under the USHL, which is like their version of the OHL or CHL. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, he's like tier three of that, and like, which is like the lowest one, but pretty funny, pretty interesting stuff. Like watching, I was watching like the, it's just kind of off topic, but yeah, no, I was no. just watching him. Like it, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting hockey. No, I think that, that'd be, I, I like going into leagues that are not talked about as often. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we do that. Yeah. I think we, 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 we have done that in the past and I think it's a cool thing to do. Every Canadian, though, is in panic mode, though, about the state of our hockey and, and you know, how we're losing our dominance and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know what it comes down to, man? What? Cost. Yeah. The amount the amount of, of kids now who cannot play hockey because of how expensive it is. Oh, my God. Do you know how much talent we're missing out on? Probably. Yeah, because there's probably such talented athletes out there that can't play. There, there are there is so much talent we're missing out on because kids cannot afford to play the game. And you think about and that it, is the you think biggest about, tragedy. And I'm not saying every player every player does this and every team does this, but you do see a lot of of, of, of parents paying for their kids. You know what I mean? Development, paying for their to get into their, you know what I mean? Like, the, you know what I mean? Just paying to well, get dude, into like, what their, yes. their programs and stuff like that. Like, and that's why, and that's why every big star coming into the league right now has like, like upper middle class parents. Yeah. Like, I mean, and nothing everybody wrong coming with in the league nothing now has wrong with that. They work no. hard for their money, but at the same time, but do you know how much talent we're missing out on yeah, though? Because, because yeah. kids can't play. Exactly. And then you see a lot of good roller hockey people, a lot of beer league guys, like they're actually pretty good. You know, like yeah. they're, they're not a bad guy. They're not bad hockey players. They just wasn't their path. So, I mean, it sucks. It sucks. And like, I, f- yeah. I feel like, dude, honestly, and this is so radical. I would be OK with our government allocating tax dollars into subsidizing junior hockey, or not junior hockey, but like sports, like, you know, like junior sports, kids hockey. No, just hockey. Just Fuck hockey. the other sports. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Just hockey. All right, sounds good. But like, dude, I I would be I would be down if the government came out and said like, yeah, we're gonna subsidize junior hockey just to, you know, you know, <laughs> dude, we'd we'd get do- we would we'd get dominant again so fast if if it was just affordable. Yeah. And that's why we have no goalies, man. It's the most expensive oh position. Yeah, the man. I remember I remember looking at it. Do you want to be a player or do you want to be a goalie? And the equipment to be a goalie was a lot more expensive to be, to be a Thousands, player. Thousands, man. Yeah. That's why we don't yeah. have goalies because it costs like freaking five grand to get yourself a set of pads and you outgrow them. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. it's wild to me. Man, the hockey sticks. What did you think? Hockey sticks were, what? when I was Hundreds. growing up, $500 at least for a good hockey stick. And they break. They break. They break. You need to buy a new like, one. So... I have a lot of them, dude. <laughs> but dude, uh, it's our government. I don't know, man. We need to we need to subsidize minor hockey so kids uh, from all backgrounds can play. Yeah, because that's why we are not winning all the time anymore. No. Anyways, no. what did you think of uh, the USA Sweden final? Well, honestly, it was pretty rowdy. And uh, Rudger McGrout. How do you say his last name? McGrowdy. Rudger McGrody. McGrody. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty. He was USA's captain. I mean, how do you think that looks to? I mean, I, yes, I, I I like the rowdiness, but maybe tone it down a little bit at the end of the game. Be a little more respectful. I mean, I I get it. Like the fans were chanting the 
taunt them, but they took it very personal and they uh they kind of just was trying to rub it as hard as they could in Sweden's face. They must have said two sides to the coin, man. Yeah, they must have two sides to the coin here. Yeah, two sides, two sides to the coin. Okay, so side one of the coin is you want that stuff in the game. Yeah, Uh, you know, you want you want more personality in the game. Yeah, well, even with their goal celebrations and stuff like that, you want more personality to the game. You want players to be more polarizing. So it creates more, you know, either pro or anti buzz about the player, which, you know, creates more buzz about the league in general. And, you know, you want to see that emotion, right? And then the other side of the coin is shut the fuck up and play, mm-hmm. you annoying idiot. And so it's, it's you know, you can kind of fall in the middle of that. I kind of fall in the middle. It's like, do I enjoy watching players, you know, pretend to slick back their hair and blow kisses and dance in front of the crowd? Like, not really. It's kind of annoying. Even if it was Team Canada doing that, I would be like, okay, like, ease up. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, it's like, it's like, it's, it, you know, it got a lot of people talking, right? Like, that's, that's what people want, right? Is more personality, so. No, yeah. I mean, and they definitely got that. And I'm not, I mean, they, they were really good. Like, US, the USA uh, team was really good this year. Like, they were pretty stacked. They were the most stacked team. And I think they were the favorite going in anyways. So, they were probably really excited. I mean, obviously, it's a re- it's a huge honor at that age to win that like. Yeah. And, I, that and I mean, the it. USA the USA barely wins, right? So yeah. it was huge for them. I mean, Canada is usually the favorite. I mean, that's just always been like that. I was, say- I was saying that. I was saying that with some shade, by the way. Yeah, it barely wins. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, when win. it's when it's USA versus Canada, I'm a lot more salty. But right now, I'm like, eh, it's whatever. It's just Sweden, right? Like, I mean, I like. I mean, Sweden. well, I was cheering for Sweden hard, man, because yeah. they have three Canucks prospects and the MVP of the tournament, Lakaramaki. Yeah, so. I mean, they still have good players. They still got a silver medal. Canada didn't get anything. Um, no silvers got tossed into the crowd this time. That's good. Exactly. You keep your silvers, man. I'd keep my fucking silver medal. Are you kidding me? That's look at how Czechia. Look at how happy a Czechia was for, for bronze, man. You know? And that's good for them, man. Like they. Czechia's actually been really good in the World Juniors recently, and I I think they're producing really good prospects as well. They're they're, they're very underlooked, and I mean another te- exactly. another another place Latvia. I love Latvia. I think they're the the sweetest people, and they're also um, really good hockey players. And and well, they've really ice hockey is the most popular sport in Latvia too. I have a soft spot for Latvia as well. Right, like I think they just they they produce good hockey like. It's been more recent, actually. Not, like, always. It hasn't been always where they uh, had good Latvian players. But, I mean, you're seeing it more and more, and it's kind of exciting. I mean, I love There's when the game expands. So. You got, like, like, Elvis, right? Yeah, Elvis, exactly. And, Elv- and, and, and Teddy Bluger. Yep. Yep, so... I, you know, there's a couple Latvians in the league. Yeah, no, I, I have a soft spot for Latvia. I like to see them do well. I'd like to see them continue getting better. They have a, such a small population, though, right? So it's going to be hard for them to compete. No, yeah. But... Like you said about Czech, yeah, very underlooked. And the thing about Czech is, like, they're always there. They're always good. They're never a pushover. They're they're always a good team. Right? They, they might not have the firepower to win things, but they're always there, and they're never easy. Yeah, no. No, they, they, they aren't. Like, the World Juniors, too, it's just so... It, it's so iffy. I mean, and obviously, it's not like it, you're playing in the NHL. It's it, You don't know who's really going to win, but... Uh, you do have an idea. Whoever is the highest rated prospect, Macklin Celebrini, he did good. He did well. <laughs> he did do good. But I don't think he's going to be a Bedard kind of 
you know, status. Definitely, I think he's going to be good, though. I don't know. I think, oh, obviously, uh, uh, maybe a could be a franchise player or definitely a first liner, but um, maybe a Nuge, maybe a Nuge level. Maybe, but we he's way too early. He's only seventeen or whatever. So yeah. let's pump the brakes here. Yeah. We don't want another Lafreniere exam. Man, is he doing well? No. Generational. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you Lafreniere know plays. You know, Lafreniere is an NHL player for sure. But oh, yeah. he's. I mean, man, we said we were gonna never talk about laugh again. Man, we, he's an NHL. I mean, did that, but this whenever season, we do, we the videos do well. So <laughs> you know, what whenever, I mean? whenever. Whenever I look at Laugh, I don't know. Like, um, he plays like a good like checking forward role. I think he's got some offensive talent. He, it's kind of like Owen Tippett, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Kind of similar, maybe. I'm not. I'm not too sure, but the stat sheets remind me of Owen Tippett. So. No. Yeah. No. I, um. I agree, but uh, I think we. Uh, I mean, we've been talking for an hour here, but I, I kind of want to mention quick. some things before we end off here. Um, yeah. Well, what what was the trade that happened literally just as we clicked record? Yeah, it was, it was kind of unexpected, but I kind of read into it a little bit. So Cutter Gauthier from the Philadelphia Flyers, who recently played in the World Juniors for Team USA, who so won gold. Um, apparently, while he was over there, the Flyers management got the idea that he didn't want to be in Philadelphia. So, I wonder how that happened. I don't know. It didn't look like he had much interest, they said. Weird, weird. Something went down. We obviously don't know the, the little details of what happened. Um, I don't think we ever will. But so Cotter Gauthier got traded for prospect, defensive prospect Jamie Drysdale from the Anaheim Ducks and a second round pick, which I find very surprising because I think Drysdale, I thought Drysdale was their, that was their, their uh, top defenseman for the future. And now they just gave it up for another forward. I don't know why. I mean, I definitely see the connection for Zegris and Gautier to play. They probably played together before. But I just don't I, I don't really get this trade. But that's the trade that happened right now. <laughs> it's kind of weird. What, what do you I mean, Bryce, what do you think about this one? I thought it was weird too, right? Because it doesn't really fit the needs. Like Philadelphia needs forwards and Anaheim needs defensemen. You know who so, comes to mind? Oh. John Tortorella. True. That's probably why. He probably, I mean, think about it. I mean, a lot of that USA team, it, John Tortorella maybe said, screw it, I don't like how he acted there. I don't like how that team acted. You know what I mean, how John Tortorella is? He's pretty particular, and he won't be afraid to tell you what, what he, he doesn't like. So, um, One thing I'll say is Anaheim does have two very good defensive prospects. Oh. One of them is playing in the league this year, yeah. Mitnikov. Yep, yep. Um, and, the, and then Zellweger. Yeah, so they do have some um, guys. I mean, there are a couple guys there. Dude, Leno, they're so potent now. Tristan Leno, I'm pretty sure, is another guy. Um, yes. But uh, that's crazy, though, man, because yeah. because look at Anaheim's, <laughs> you know, young forwards now, right? You have you have um, Leo Carlson, mm-hmm. uh, Zegris. Uh, McTavish, Gauthier, mm-hmm. uh, Troy Terry's not old. Like, kind of a gross offensive group there. I kind of want to look at their lines real quick, just because I feel like I'm missing somebody. Yeah, no. I, I mean, it was a weird trade, and, and we literally just started recording, and we kind of just saw Petrano. that. So. Oh, yeah. And the, the Is Leo Carkson not playing right now? Did they sent him somewhere? Did they sent him away? He could be hurt. 
They- yeah, I don't know. Interesting trade. I mean, that makes. I mean, Philadelphia. That makes them better for sure. I mean, it doesn't make Anaheim even like worse. Like, I don't think it hurts them that much. So, it obviously makes their offense core really good for the future. I mean, you got you got to remember too. Oh, they sent him. They sent him back to Sweden. Um, did they? Okay. Yeah, they did. You got to remember too. Um, you know, uh, Philadelphia has Mitchkov. Yeah, that's right. Waiting. Right. So, oh, so they're gonna have to. I mean, uh, build a team around him too. Yeah, I mean, if Russia lets him out, but I mean, I mean, eventually, probably. But yeah. Anyways, I mean, what else did you want to talk about? Uh, Nylander's contract. He just got a new oh, contract God. today. Yeah, we Big, can save that for a whole other video. Do you want to do that? Okay, I can just. Yeah, I mean, you can make a brief comment on I'll it. I'll just if you say want. what he got. I got. I mean, he got eight years, um, eleven point five million dollars. I'm pretty sure was the AAV. Yeesh. And oh, is, that a, is that a discount? I didn't. I didn't. It's it's such a conflict of this contract should have happened, but it's the biggest contract in Leafs history. Did you know that? It's bigger it, than the Matthews contract. Yes, biggest bigger because Matthews didn't sign for eight years. Oh yeah. Oh boy. And uh, apparently, there's a lot of like, he, there's a no move clause that will probably kick in. There's a. There's all of all the bells and whistles, but apparently his dad had a lot of say in it because apparently his dad was like that when he was in the league too, very much a stickler for what they're gonna get out of it. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, Nylander uh, likes it here in Toronto, but he also loves his money. I think. And Marner gone. Everyone is saying that it, it breaks my heart. I don't want Marner to go, and it doesn't seem Marner real. Gone. But I mean, that's the point. What do you do? If this doesn't work anymore, what do you do? Uh, you have uh, to shake things up because Marner's mo- con- moving on. Before, before, no, oh, before, my bad, no. my bad, my bad. My, uh, uh, sorry, we'll save it. This will be a freaking my half bad. an hour discussion next episode. I know oh, it will for be, sure. So, um, okay, another thing Bedard is out with injury, he got hit by Brandon Smith. <clears throat> you got probably bombed. all seen that. I think he has a broken jaw now, fortunately. That's he, tough. He'd probably be back soon. Um, I wonder Adam McDavid though didn't didn't McDavid break his collarbone in his first year too? Yeah, I mean they're young. They're gonna have injuries. They're 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 not as strong as these guys are in the NHL. So makes sense. Um, Copley's out with an ACL surgery. Martin Jones actually has been doing pretty good. That's another leaf we can talk about. Sam Reinhardt's killing it. Um, but also uh, also want to talk about one one last thing here. Uh, about Connor Ingram, I I don't know if he. Yeah, so I, I I'm pretty sure he's still playing. I don't think he's taking any time off. But Connor Ingram finds a footing as Coyotes goalie after confronting mental health issues. So this is something that kind of resonates with me. I, I mean, I talk about Bryce. I mean, it's a uh, Connor Ingram has come out that he's he deals with the obsessive compulsive disorder, and obviously you probably heard about obsessive compulsive disorder on TV shows and everything about like organizing, cleaning, you know, blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot more that can come with it. I mean, a lot of repetitive intrusive thoughts that is uncontrollable, uncontrollable and not their choice. And it's a, it's just a, it, it could be caused by trauma and everything like that. And it could be biological as well. So it's, it's, it's really out of the person's hands and they have these uncontrollable thoughts that they don't want to have so they can, so they can perform compulsions. And, and that's what, I mean, Connor Ingram has come and said that he's been dealing with this for his whole life, basically. 
And so have I. Um, I, I definitely can resonate with what he said. I'm not going to go into details of what he said that he deals with, but you can go check on the NHL website and you can go research what OCD actually is. And it's actually a very debilita- debilitating disease. Um, I'm pretty sure it's number seven out of all disease, the most debilitating out of all diseases in the world, including like physical diseases too. Um, so it's, it's something that is kind of inspiring to see him doing so well for the Arizona Coyotes and, and kind of pushing them to a playoff spot right now. And he's dealing with this at the, at the same time, a mental health issue, and he's able to come out and share his story, which this will save a lot of people. And it goes a long way because people with OCD can feel very alone. And I know I have at, the, at a certain time, and I know Bryce has dealt with stuff as well, and and we, we're pretty open about it. We have, we've talked about it before, and and uh, I think it's it's awesome that he came out and said this, and I, I just hope all the best for him because he's an awesome guy, and he, he's really worked really hard to where he, he is now, and, and dealing with something that in his head that he can't control um, is even more it's very, inspiring. It's very brave. It is brave. It's very brave as an NHL player, too, with how, you know, chirping is and stuff like that. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know if anybody would chirp him for that, but like, you know, you 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 become vulnerable like that and and guys could take advantage of it, you know, so it's good. You know, it's just very brave of him to come out with that. He's having an amazing season and I wish him all the best. Yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. He mentions a lot of other players that have dealt with OCD as well, like Colin Wilson. And I, I, did, I did know about Colin Wilson. Colin Wilson has come out and and he's retired now and he's he, he has dealt with OCD um, and definitely. <clears throat> It, it it's quite debil- debilitating and it, it, a lot of people choose substances to kind of quiet it because it's so painful. But um, another guy is, I didn't know, but Mark Borecki that apparently deals with it as well. And so yeah. it's... I mean, the biggest thing is just dropping the stigma, right? Like yeah. We had a discussion about this before. It's yeah. like, you know, if, if you're... If you're dealing with, with mental health issues like anxiety, OCD, mm. anything like that, depression, like turning to alcohol and stuff like that may seem like an easy answer, but I'm telling you just talk. The, the, the route talk and, and honestly, you know, medication, there's a ton mm-hmm. of stigma with medication. I have personal experience with medication and it's, it's nothing like the fear mongering crap that you hear, you no. know, getting, getting, you know, standard anti-anxiety or anti-depression, medication can do so much for you you know not every pill is for everybody but yeah you know talk to your doctor and 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 just you know don't turn to to things that are going to cripple you worse yeah i mean that's the best thing i can say about it like and i yeah and and definitely we both probably learned over the years coping coping skills and like they're a lot better than than dealing with alcohol and the dealing with it like Therapy, obviously, I know for me is, is 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 a huge thing, and that is a huge thing for a lot of people with OCD. So that honestly, it seems like the scariest thing, but it's not, right? It's been portrayed that, but it's not scary. It's actually the the best thing you'll ever do, the biggest relief you'll ever have. So never be embarrassed for what's going on in your head. Go get help if if you're willing to go get help, and you're suffering. It means you're pretty you're a pretty good person. So. Don't put so much stress on yourself. I mean, it's it's easier said than done, but it's it's not your fault that this is happening to you. And congrats on Connor Ingram for all he's been through and 
And uh, you know what? It's, it's really inspiring for me. And I just wanted to share it because I think a lot of people deal with this that it's not talked about. And, and I think it's a... Especially men. Yeah. Especially, honest, honestly, In the NHL. Man, like, I'm, I'm, I'm such an advocate. I'm such an advocate for men mm-hmm. and men getting help. Yep. Um, and, and doing, you know, uh, taking steps to help themselves and not letting societal burdens and, and, you know, stigma stop men from helping themselves and allowing people to help them. So I'm assuming the vast majority of people who listen to this podcast are men. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, you know, if you, if you are struggling day to day with something like, dude, there's like no shame in getting any sort of assistance with that, you know, whether that be medication, whether that be therapy, whether that be some kind of plan to, to you know, be put in place to to improve your your suffering, you know, because that's what that's what depression and mm-hmm. OCD and anxiety is. It's it is suffering. Yeah. You know, you got to do you got to do what you can. You got to help yourself. You know, and yeah. And, At the know, end of the day, that's who's going to help you. And right, it sucks. And, but and it sucks. But that, it, trust me, it sucks. It is as simple as going to your doctor. It is. It is as simple as going to your Life doctor and just talking. That. It does. Exactly. It man. doesn't You're, feel like it. It's, it. it's not going to feel like it. And but it, it does get better and, and 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 it's crazy the connections you build after that because you deal you realize you're really not alone. There's millions of people dealing with the same thing you are. You're not special. No, you know what I mean? Like that's no, what I, mean. I tell myself. You're not special. You know, so you gotta keep going. And exactly. Um Quick, quick omission for me. Um, Leo Carlson has not been sent back to the SHL. Okay. I was gonna say that um, didn't really he, make sense because why wouldn't why he wouldn't he really play? Well. In the- he, well, he had 15 points in 23 games played. He was put on injured reserve uh, in, on December in in December. Okay. Um. So yeah, he's having a, he was having a great season. He's on injured reserve. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I, I thought he got sent back because I'm on uh, Hockey DB mm-hmm. and they have like they have the 2023 2024 season. Anaheim Ducks and I see his point totals then underneath of that it's 2023-2024 Orebro HK which is his Swedish uh, hockey league team so I assumed maybe he had been sent back and just hasn't played yet because he yeah. says statistics unavailable but no he's on IR so yeah no that's uh that's good to hear then I'm mean, well not good to hear but wow man but uh wow you're happy that little Carson's hurt no I, I think I was thinking so, uh, my brain was somewhere else and I and I was like Kind of just said that. <laughs> it just came out. Anyways, you know what we, I mean. We got we got we, we got to wrap up. We it's been up. a. Lot, I mean, I, I was like, oh yeah, it's good. You know what I mean? Like you know where your brain goes somewhere else, and you're like, you just say something. You're like, no, I know. You're like shit. I did not mean to say. <laughs> I, I realized as soon That's as good. I did. Oh, he's on R. Good. Oh good. man, he's hurt. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, no, I love Leo Carlson. Sick. No, yeah, no. I hope he. I hope he gets better. But I, I'm. I. Uh, I, I'm saying good that they didn't maybe send him back to the SHL because I think he's a really good player. Oh, like yeah. that's what my brain was going. That's where it definitely was going. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think it was a good pod. We definitely have some more to talk about. We're definitely going to try to get some more content for you both. It's been hard. It's it, the, the winter months, the holidays. It's, it's sometimes not the happiest time. So, um, but we get through and, and hopefully that you guys find this relaxing to listen to. And we're going to think of some different things to do for you guys, because I think we really need to spruce some things up. And I honestly, Bryce, I've been looking at some Twitch stuff. Um, I might just stream some NHL, just to chill. Oh, dude, let me, uh, yeah, let me help you set that up. Yeah, chill and chat. You know what I mean? Chill and chat, and play some chill, some franchise mode. I, I mean, that's what I love. I, I've always want someone to just talking there, playing some franchise mode that I can just sit with. You know? So 
I'm down. I'm down to sit and watch you play some some chow yeah. and, and just yeah, that's, yeah, we could do that. I think that'd be great for the channel, and then we can maybe even like a have GMO. a conversation sometimes on on the channel, like a debate or something. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. Sounds good to me. All right. Make sure you guys follow us on all the socials. Uh, check out the Instagram, which Jake continues to update. Post sure. great stories on there. Make sure you follow us on YouTube, where eventually one day we will upload videos. Yeah, I mean, there are videos on there yeah, now. We, we're just not active at the moment. No, our last video was a Spotify wrap, which actually the, the numbers were pretty good. Actually, um, I think we already talked about this. I'm not sure, but I think we did. Um, yeah, very cool. Yeah, but that's the last video on there. But I'll, I'll definitely try to get some NHL content. I've just been so busy and it's been a weird time, hey, man. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I think that's it for me. You good? Yeah, no. Uh, like Bray said, um, all our socials will be linked below. Um, like share subscribe do whatever you guys can do for us on spotify um apple Podcasts, instagram twitter i've been trying to be more a little more active on twitter it's kind of hard because uh honestly give me the twitter account i'm just gonna start shit posting yeah I'm just gonna start i think i need you to do that just because like i'm not most familiar egregious things i'm just not familiar with twitter. i'm gonna i'm just gonna post the most egregious things just follow so many people do and it. just just shit just stir it up because dude. if we can grow so the twitter haters. i think it grow it, it just spreads the word a little bit more but what i've been doing yeah. i've been just putting the different i mean uh, just like different groups out there for hockey um on, on linkedin and it's it's literally you see so many people doing it i'm like oh might as well try it. and then there's people that will hopefully be drawn to that so hopefully i find someone one of you guys if you're coming from linkedin welcome um <laughs> we like the we like some new listeners so um definitely check out everything um like we said everything's linked below and i think that's it for me now yeah that's it all right thank you guys so much for listening we'll see you guys in the next one all right peace guys